Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to Between the Covers. I'm Kelly Wilson, and I'm coming to you on behalf of Shoreline Publishers. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with author Andrew Hood about his brand new book, The Woman Who Stole the World. How are you today, Andrew? Very good. Thank you, Kelly. Very excited. This is the first time I get to talk about my new book and uh, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this for for a long time. (laughs) Good. Well, we have heaps to chat about. But firstly, I believe The Woman Who Stole the World is the third and final book in your trilogy. It is. Yeah. Yeah, third and final book. Um, it's been Can you a long tell time us a coming. bit about it? Yeah, sure. So, I, I it, it's the third and final book. If I if I just set for those that don't know about the trilogy, it, it's it's effectively about um, three orphans that were treated very poorly when they were young, and and these each of these books is about the adults they grew up to become. So, this ah. is the third and final book, and it's um, you know there was there was two boys and a little girl, and this is that that girl as a woman. And, and her story and how she dealt with what happened to them uh, when they were younger and how she was, you know, how she sort of, you know, wanted to uh, to deal with that situation in, in life. Wow. Now, I'm really, really intrigued, Andrew, because um, you're a fictional writer, obviously, mm. um, but reading your information, you have written in the style of a true uh, crime podcast? Yeah, so... I knew I wanted to tell this story and I was trying to do some research, right? I wanted to, and I get asked a lot because it's it's sort of like a, a con con woman type. Is is she real? Is she, you know, we're not sure. It's a bit, so I did a lot of research yes. and I came across these wonderful podcasts. A lot mm. of people say, is this based on Melissa Cadditch? It was a long time before that that I actually wrote the book. So I didn't yes. know her at that time, but there was this wonderful podcast called, I'm going to get the name right, The Missing Crypto Queen. And it's about this woman who stole billions of dollars um, uh, called Raju Ignatova, if I got that right. (laughs) And I was just fascinated by this true crime podcast. And was she real? Did it happen? I don't really know. And I started to get into Elizabeth Holmes and her story of what she did with Thanos. And and it was all of these really fascinating women Mm. who nobody sort of understood and and, and the thing that I found interesting is every time um, their story was being told, it was being told by a man. Yes. So I sort of, and, and I, I had somebody ask me, how, how do you write for a woman, you know, being a man? Well, I haven't at all, right? Mm. I've told mm. this story through the lens of a man and they don't always get it right. In fact, they get it wrong a lot of the time. Because, Are we all? <laughs> yeah, right? So um, it sort of gave me a good challenge, but I really loved I love that um, documentary style, that podcast style. And I thought, I wonder if I can get away with writing a book in that style. And I think I have. Oh, I think I have. I, I think yes. it's, it's come. I'm really proud of how it's how it's come up. So. Oh, well done! And look, are your first two books in the trilogy 
written in the podcast style as well? No, no, not, not at all. And I think it's part of my problem, right? It's because every time I write a new Super book, it, it was like I, I reinvent the wheel. Like every book <laughs> is different. My first book was a, a more traditional. My second book was a, a confession. It was like a, a one, wow. literally one speaker through the whole book as a, a line of consciousness confession. Um, and this book is a podcast. So every time I do a new book, I, I like to change it up. I, I look for what is the right way to tell the story I want to tell. And on this on this one, it was as a podcast. I love it. So that's actually really fascinating and will entice, I would suggest, lots of different types of readers. Um, yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, that's really challenging. In terms of your um, characters that you build, you mentioned a little bit at the start about that the, the trilogy is based on the three, was that correct, yes, main characters? Right. Yep. How did you choose those characters and know where they were going to go or how did you develop them? Well, yeah, I didn't know at the start um, mm. and I just knew that the, the, this was, it was only ever meant to be one book, um, but about halfway through that first book I thought, Jesus, there's two extra really fascinating characters here and I can't mm. just leave them without their stories being told, right? I wanted their stories to be told, so I thought, I'm going to have to write three books. So I'm going to have to do a book for each of them. And, and they all deal with it Love differently. It. So the first, you know, as he, he they have nothing when they're kids and he wants to accumulate money, right? He, mm. For him, money is power and it means never going back to being that poorly treated orphan, orphan. or whatever, yeah. right? So he just, you know, spends his whole life trying to get money. And, and then when he finds out he's going to die, and this is all in the first, you know, paragraph or chapter or two. Mm. Um, he decides that he doesn't want death to steal that money from him. So he comes up with a way to take that money to heaven with him. So that's his story. The second one's angry. You know, he's very angry about what happened. So he wants to settle the score. You know, he wants to go back and make them pay yeah. and, and yeah. do all of that. So it's a confession from him about what he's done. And you, you, you then go and hear the story. Uh, and in this one, um, wow. Susan wants to, you know, men have had power over her, mm. her whole life, right? And mm. she just wants to one time hold power over men, you know, and so she comes up with this, um, you know, this way to do that and it's called, you know, how, how she stole the world. But is it the woman that stole the world and that's that's how I've, I've done it. I'm hooked already <laughs> and I love the fact that writing in the three different styles will actually relate to so many different readers. Yeah, 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 and I, and I like this one especially because the first two were a bit dark, you know. Okay. They were, you know, yeah. because we had to talk about what happened to them. Mm. But I've covered all that ground, and yeah. I'm happy now that this third one, you know, um, this third one is is it's not as dark. It's mm. just a good story, you mm. know. It's a really mm. compelling story, and yeah, and it gives everybody that feeling like you get when they say, and on next week's episode, and you go, oh, I wish I could hear yeah. that now. You know, yeah. so yeah. Um, at the end of every chapter is in, in next episode and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it just keeps people reading, you know. <laughs> so speaking of that, yes. do you feel readers will have closure? Is three enough? I've left myself a little door. Okay. I've, so I've introduced one of the characters in this one sort of came out of nowhere too and I thought, geez, this one, this one character could really mm. go mm. somewhere and mm. there's a couple of little loose ends as well from the series, but I think, I don't, I don't know. I hope so. Um, yeah. But if it doesn't, there's room for me to go back and add others as well. Yeah. I think these books are, you know, they're, they're, they're not 
um, because they're all different, they don't yeah. neatly pack a story into no. it. Like you just get three stories and, yeah. you know, and sometimes yeah. in life, even in these documentary shows, you can sometimes finish that documentary going, wow, so, so did she do it? Or didn't she? I, I don't know. 100%. I'm confused. Like, so I yeah. wanted to add a little bit of that. So Love you can't it. always close you know, the end of every chapter, no. with every answer. Like sometimes you just got to leave things a little bit open. And, to interpretation you know, even, you know. That's right. Yeah. And someone's yeah. own narrative, really. And that's it. No, I, what I want with my books is I want people to finish reading them and then just sort of sit there for a day mm. or two or a week mm. and just go, I'm still trying to get this right. Absolve like, it. You know, how do I feel about all this? I don't yeah. know. I want to yeah. give that sense. Love it, love it. I love so, those books. Well done. And your titles are so powerful. Was that a deliberate thing? I loved. So, yeah, it, it was from the first book because I was I was driving down the road and I heard on the radio, when you die, you can't take anything with you. And I started to think about, well, why not? And what happens if I wanted to take something with me and what would I take? And I sort of <laughs> came up with this idea that a rich man might want to take money with him. <laughs> so I sat down and I wrote um, – two or three lines and it said when that, when you die you can't take anything with you one man was determined to prove that wrong and I wrote the man who corrupted heaven and I didn't know what it was going to be about I didn't know where it was going yeah, it's really but powerful, that like. man who corrupted heaven like I, I had some pressure to change that and I've actually I've copped a I lot read of that. abuse yeah, yeah I read I've that a lot yeah. of abuse over it but it's just such a strong title and it then is. it just it it opened the way for me to then do the trilogy with strong titles mm. so mm. I was able to keep that Bravery. I like yes. it. Yep. <laughs> now, Andrew, obviously your thing is, uh, you know, modern fiction and crime mystery mm. uh, as a writer. Is this always going to be your genre, do you think? Well, the, the, the thing is I change with every book, like as, okay. as I was just saying before. So yeah. it won't be. Um, and that was the first time I've heard myself called a crime writer, but I, I wrote a crime book, right? So yeah. It's um, or a true crime or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Is it a crime? We don't know, but um, <laughs> you know. But it's you know, I never stay in the one place. I, I'll the books. Mm. I've, I've got two books uh, in production at the moment, and they're very different again. So um, I think you know, people that like my books will like my writing style. Yes, and they might not love every book, but there might be one or two that they go, wow, I really like this because it's unique. Mm. And that's mm. what I try. I just try and create something unique. Yeah. With but obviously book. you're evolving as a writer as well. Mm. Um, and, and that's our biggest aim, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you know, absolutely. That we improve. Um, now, Andrew, you're obviously quite successful in other areas of your life from what I've read. Um, you're a busy man. What are your um, other jobs and passions that make up Andrew Hood? Oh, look, I... You know, this this sort of started from blogging. I enjoyed blogging. It taught me a lot about writing and it taught me yeah. about getting a lot in a couple of pages. You know, when you write a blog, it's 2,000 words and that's it, right? So Very limited. How do you talk about something that had a big impact on your life in mm. 2,000 words? And, and that's what I wanted to do in my blog. So it was called The Weekly Tipping Point, which was about a point in your life when everything changed. What, what happened that day? that from that day on, everything sort of changed, right? So yeah. that was Love a good it. exercise because it, it taught me that I can tell the story of somebody's life in those moments, right? Yes. You can just use those moments. Um, but then, you know, I am I like music. I love playing guitar. I've, I'm surrounded here within 
within an arm's reach, which is always a problem, but I have about seven or eight guitars around me. I just love them. You've done that as well on the podcast. Well, maybe another day. But um, I just, I find um, with creativity, it's not something you can easily turn on or off, but when it's on, it's on. And I just, if I don't find ways to get it out of my head, it's like an echo chamber. Like ideas just bounce around in my head until I get it out. And uh, sometimes I just need to do that. Yeah, I hear you. That's fantastic. So mm. you would say that the blogs inspired you or led you to writing or was there something else that really led you to become a writer? Look, I, I wanted to write um, for a long time, but I, I sort of started a book a long time ago and because I didn't know how to write, I, it sort of went nowhere and it was a bit boring and, you know, mm. so I hadn't learned how to write with any impact. The blog taught me to write with impact. I used to write songs, which sort of taught me that words are important. So mm. with songwriting, you, you know how important a single word is because if you yes. get it wrong, the whole flows out. Blog writing taught me how to write about important things. Um, but then, uh, you know, I finished that and I, I felt like it was a bit of a disappointment and a friend of mine said, well, hang on, 50 blog posts and you have a book, you know, so stop mm. writing that and go and write a book. Good point. <laughs> and then I learned about the craft of how do you craft a story over, you know, 70, 80,000 words. I only write short books because I like books that are read quickly and have an impact, you know. Yes, yes. Um, so you try and copy your heroes, you know, and that and that's what I what I tried to do. And and I'm quite happy with, you know, I've, I've, I ended up just being myself, not them, which is right. which is good. Yeah. Really important, really important. Yeah. Uh, now, now, speaking of that, how often do you get to write? Uh I, I would love to tell you I am a disciplined writer, Kelly. <laughs> I am not a disciplined writer. I write whenever. You're creative. I'm, I'm creative. So, so I, I, I write late at night a lot. Um, okay. I love that um, 12 o'clock till 1 o'clock or 12.30. Oh, wow. I love that late. I don't get to bed till about 1.30. So that late at night's a good time for me to do things, sometimes during the day if I have time. I've written on my phone while my wife's in a changing room, you know. I, yes, you know, yes, I relate to that. Yeah, yeah it's wonderful <laughs> phones now. Um, so, um, yeah, so I'll write whenever I get a, a chance. Yeah. But I'm, I can also go days without writing, and then mm. there's something about the um, the panic or the guilt in that that, that helps agree. me too. That guilt is good. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and get back to it. Well, it's our job. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So. Have you got a favourite in the trilogy? Um, I think I, I'm 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 so proud of my first book because it was a massive achievement. It took mm. me five years. I think for me, looking back at it, I I tried to because I only ever thought I would write one, right? So I tried mm. to cram every idea I've ever had about anything. <laughs> Into that one into book, that, yeah. right? And <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised it's sort of contained because there's some crazy <laughs> stuff in there. Um, and sometimes I think maybe was I trying to be too clever, but in doing that, people just loved it, you know. So yeah. the ones that loved it loved it, you know. So right. it's not, yeah. you know, not everybody did, but you know, the ones that did will never get that really yeah. passionate about it. So maybe I didn't do too much wrong with that. So I'm I'm proud of that one. Um, this book here, I'm very proud of because I think. It was probably uh, I've become a better storyteller, and I'm really proud of the story that I've crafted. Excellent, the yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the middle book was was an interesting thing to see if I could actually pull it off because I didn't, I wasn't convinced I could do it from one single um, 
narrative. So that was it. It's, it's a big feat. So congratulations on that. I, um, it would be a hard thing to master. Yeah. I, I have this um, terrible habit of giving myself impossible challenges. <laughs> And uh, and I don't you know and if I figure if you if you set it up here and you don't quite make it but you're still ahead what do they shoot for the stars or something I love it we gotta something. aim high gotta aim high right so that's what I do so you touched on before that you've got some other projects uh, in the pipeline at the moment what's next for you Andrew I have two books half done and I'm not sure which, <laughs> which one way you going? I'm going to go I was working with one who, which I'm really interested in it's quite an angry book and i and i wrote you know half of that book in an angry frame of mind and i think i needed a bit of a break from all of that anger right so i had yes. to um give myself a bit of a break and, and i had this book that i'd half written from 10 15 years ago and i and i happened to show it to my mother back then mm. and Ever since she's been at me, you've got to finish that story. I want to hear that story. I want to hear the end. I want to hear the end. So it sort of made me think, well, maybe there was something in that. If yeah. After all this time, she still wants to hear that story yes. be told. So I've gone back to that, and it was terrible, but I've rewritten it. <laughs> um, but that's you because know, you've grown now as a writer. I've grown, right? And yeah. I look at it all and go, oh, my God, what a mess. But at least it was yes. a framework. So I've now there. I've brought that book up and I've got these two. And I'm trying to decide, is it going to be, it's almost like a good and evil, which one is going to win? But um, It could be a trilogy. You could choose which way you want it to go. <laughs> well, one or, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. One, if I do one of the, if the, the angry book will need to be two books. So Yes, okay. But we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that sounds exciting. It is. Now, you are a man of, of of inspiration and I know from your blogs that you you have inspired many, many people. Words of wisdom for any listeners out there that are wanting to be a writer or embark on a writing uh, journey, what would you say to them? I would say um, writing words is easy. Writing with impact is difficult. Um, And you can only do that from from what I learned was when I was writing about, when I was writing the blog, I wrote a whole bunch of junk, right? It was, and then one day I wrote, um, about uh, on Are You Okay Day and what that meant to me as mm-hmm. someone who had suffered from anxiety and depression. And mm. that one blog post was quite a difficult thing for me to write. Um, but it then the whole world sort of, you know, found out about it, right? And Google mm. found it and gave it to thousands of people. And all of a sudden I was writing with impact, right? And so from that point on, I thought, well, why write that? You know, the, the stuff that doesn't, yeah, right, yeah. the stuff that people care about, right? So when people sort of ask me about writing, what I say to them is um, find something that happened in your life and write mm. about it mm. and get good at how it made you feel, you yeah. know, what it did, like get good at that yeah. passion and that feeling. And then if you can do that, then you can do that for other people or characters, yeah. right? Um, but I think if you just think I like the craft of writing, I, I don't like writing. Like I probably shouldn't say this, no, you but shouldn't. somebody said to me, "Well, you must really love writing." I hate writing, but I can't mm. think of any other way to get every get idea it. out of my head on yeah. a page yeah. and make a little piece of me live forever. Right? That's how I love see it. writing. I finish a book, and there's a piece of me that lives forever. Yeah, you know? for your children um, and their children. Yeah, and- yeah. So, but you know, people say, "Oh, you must love writing." Not really. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> oh, find a better why. way to do it. 
Yeah. I can't find a better way to do it than, and it is what it is. So I think um, it's got to be about the message. And, and I know a lot of people love the craft and that's great for them. Um, it's just not for me. For me, it's about the finished product. Yeah, you know, being able to story have an impact and, and having somebody call me or, or I get messages. I got one just yesterday which was, thank you, this book really helped me in a tough time or, you know, this is my new favourite book. That's why I do it. That's, that's why we write. Yeah. That's right. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Andrew, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Uh, congratulations on the publication of your new book, The Woman Who Stole the World. I'm certain this third book in your trilogy will be equally as successful as your first two. Listeners, I encourage you to purchase a copy of Andrew's new book. And, in fact, if you haven't got the entire trilogy, get out there and get it now. The Woman Who Stole the World is available in all good bookstores, libraries and, of course, online. Get your copy today. Andrew, thank you so much and I wish you every bit of success in uh, your writing journey going forward. Thank you, Kelly. This was, this was good fun. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.